Good to see you. I want to bring you a message this morning just simply entitled, Trust and Obey. Let's pray. Father, we're grateful for the day. Oh, Lord, we're happy today. We're just full of joy, contentment. You've blessed us. You've filled us with your spirit. I thank you for a happy church. I thank you for happy people. And Lord, help us to just stay in your will and in your word as we'll be preaching today. And Father, I pray you'd bless each one that's come this way. What a joy it is for us to all get back together and to see the smiling faces and to feel the uplift of the Spirit of God. Lord, we praise you for that and thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Trust and obey. No truer words have ever been spoken or pinned down. Those, song, that, those words to that song, Trust and Obey, was penned in 1886. Daniel Towner was the song leader for D.L. Moody. And D.L. Moody, if you know his ministry, the great D.L. Moody preached revivals all over the country. And Towner followed him and led the singing. And a young man was very perplexed in one of the meetings. He was having, he was struggling about the will of God. He was struggling in that large audience. He was struggling maybe with his own salvation or what God wanted him to do. And that young man stood up in that meeting and said this, I'm not quite sure, but I'm going to trust and I'm going to obey. And Towner wrote that, that struck him so hard that he wrote those words down, trust and obey. And it was on those words that Daniel Towner began to compose the words, when we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on our way. While we do his good will, he abides with us still and for all who will trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus than to trust and obey. That boils the Christian life down to those two things. When you are unsure, trust. Amen? When, when times are uncertain, trust. When you don't know what to do, just obey the will of God. Let's look at, this was the closest verse that I could find that matched this in Colossians chapter 2. Let's read verse number 6. Watch this carefully. Verse 6 of Colossians 2 says, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. What did you do when you received him? You trusted him. What do you do as you live the Christian life? You walk in him or you are obedient to him. Amen. And the devil is going to attack those two simple points in your life so hard that it's going to get very complicated at times. The best thing you can do is just simply trust. Like a child trusts its parents, you trust the Lord. And like an obedient child is obedient to their parents, we ought to be obedient to the Lord. Society will make you question, first of all, the Word of God. I'm glad that I've settled that this is the Word of God. 
from Genesis 1-1 to Revelation, the end of chapter, I'm so grateful that I have just settled that this is God's precious, inerrant, infallible word. The Bible says this, Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. I'm glad this morning that I have a firm sound grip on the word of God and the devil will attempt to steer us. So I'm talking about the word of God and the will of God, trust and obey the word, the will trust and obey. When the devil attempts to steer us from God's word or his will, the Bible says that we should no longer live the rest of our time in the flesh to the lusts of men, but to the will of God. I'm going to tell you something. There's two basic needs. I'm getting ahead of myself, but I can't help but say it right here. The The human soul, the human makeup has two basic needs. Number one is contentment, and number two is happiness. You say, but preacher, everybody is seeking those things. Those are just things that we seek, desires that we have. You know why we have those desires? Because they are the basic need of the building blocks of the human dynamic. Those needs will be met. Contentment will be met in trusting the Lord Jesus. And happiness will be met in doing the will of God. And when we discover those two little simple principles, you can be happy working in Bible school, drinking Kool-Aid, eating Bible school cookies. I'm telling you, what a joy it is to come out. I'm getting ahead of myself, but I know that's not going to happen for a month, but what a joy to come out here and see these kids running around here, teaching them the Word of God. I'm going to tell you something. My favorite thing in the world is Bible school cookies. Them little old cheap things that you get at Sam's, I love them things. Amen. Yes, sir. So we are happy. What's the point, preacher? We're happy and content in the will of God and the word of God. Amen. So the first thing I want to look at is this word called receive. As you have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk ye in him. When I received Christ, the spirit of God came into my life, came into my heart. That spirit of God makes me love the brethren. Amen. There are some things, there are some things that I just love in life, and it's one of them's God's people. I love God's people. The spirit of God makes me hate sin, convicts me of sin. The spirit of God guides me to the house of God. Amen. I'm not laying at home this morning in my PJs, drinking coffee, watching it on Facebook, amen. I am in the house of God. Amen. And that's a joy, praise God. Listen, we used to put a sign on the door that says, enter to worship and leave to serve. I got disagree with that. We serve God by coming to church. Amen. Let me say that again. I'm firmly convicted of that. We serve God by coming to church. And so I received Christ. Now, let me just point this out because a lot of people get confused. Received. When I received Christ, that was an event in my life, right? Some people are confused about salvation and they think salvation is a process. I'm going to straighten this out. Salvation is not a process, salvation is an event. I'm going to give you some illustrations so we'll clear that up in our mind. Show me somebody 
who says that salvation is a process, and I'll show you somebody who's added works. Show me somebody who says, well, I've got to do this, 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 and this, this to be saved. I'll show you somebody who's in a cult. Salvation was made to be received as a free gift. Let me illustrate that. Lisa and I no longer use much brick-and-mortar stores. Amazon is too easy. And, I, and she orders so much, there are boxes everywhere. The UPS guy knows our addresses, all of them. And it's just so easy to order. Now, here's why I'm saying that. Ordering is a process. You know? Everybody, ever, I think every major business in the country has my Visa card number. <laughs> it's a process. And shipping that thing is a process. I mean, it, it's got to be packaged to go to the shipping department. It's a process. Y'all with me? Receiving it is not a process. I just pick it up. I just open the box. And there, it's, a pro, it's not a process. Salvation for me and you is not a process. It's an event. Now, it was a process for God to plan it and order it. It was a process for Jesus Christ to package it and carry it out. But for me and you, it's an event. We just receive it. If you haven't just received Christ, dear friend, you're not saved. If you think that I've got to do this and go to church and I've got to live like this and I've got to be baptized and I've got all these rules, you're missing it. Salvation is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And if Christ is in you, you have joy, you have contentment, you have happiness, and you can live your life in the spirit of the living God. The Bible says, as you have, have received Christ. It didn't say, as you have progressed into Christ. It says, you received it. Receiving is picking up on faith and opening your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. As you have received Christ, that's Trust, so walk ye in him, that is obey. Remember, I'm preaching on trust and obey. Trusting brings contentment, and uh, obedience brings happiness. Salvation is trusting. Sometimes God has to bring us to a point of despair in order to get us saved. Let me say that again. In order to get our hearts right with God, God oftentimes have to, has to bring us to a point of despair and remove our self-effort. Is everybody with me? Amen. Let me give you an example of that. We have to come to this point where we recognize that only Jesus can do what we cannot do. And George Whitfield was one of the greatest preachers in, in history, in antiquity. And George Whitfield was in seminary. He would get up early in the morning. He would read scripture. He was working so hard to gain some contentment and peace and some assurance of salvation. There was only one problem. George Whitfield was lost. One saved. Yes, he was part of seminary. Yes, he was getting up in the morning reading his Bible. Yes, he wanted assurance of salvation. And the more he worked and the more he did and the more he prayed, he could not receive that assurance. You know why? 
he was still trying to get it. He thought salvation was a process. Are y'all with me? So he tried to merit the assurance of salvation, and the more he worked at it, the more it evaded him. The more he read, the more he prayed, the more frustrated he became until one day it wrecked his health. He worried and stressed so much over it that it literally wrecked his health. And in a, st- in a p- complete state of stress, distress, and, and just literally his health was gone, you know what he did? He trusted Jesus. When he had nothing left to offer, he just simply trusted Jesus. And this is the prayer he prayed. It's the simplest prayer, salvation prayer I've ever heard prayed. He read in the Bible that Jesus was the living water. Well, water is something that we all need, isn't it? But we don't produce it. It's an external source. He began to realize that he was thirsty for God, but he needed an external source, an external supply. And you know what he did? He trusted Christ, and the only thing he prayed, he fell upon his bed. His body was broken. His soul was in distress. He was tired of his own efforts, and he just simply fell on his bed and said, I thirst, and he was saved. Isn't that wonderful? He learned that salvation was not a process. Salvation was an event. Amen. What a blessing that is. I could go home on that one. That's just, that's just wonderful. So, if you've not come to the despair of self-effort, then you've not been saved. Amen. I meet a lot of people. I witness to as many people as I can possibly feel led to. Some people you just don't think you can get to. But, you know, a lot of people think, I'm not all that bad. And so, and and I've met people who say, well, I'm not all that bad. You know, well, that's self-effort Christianity. And then I've met people who say, well, you know, I've just sort of always been saved by mom. and Dad took me to church, and I've just, I went through all these, you know, I went to Sunday school, and I got baptized, and I've just sort of always. No, salvation is an event. If you haven't experienced salvation, then you're not saved. Amen. So, the, so trust and obey. If you want contentment, does anybody, would anybody say, preacher, I don't want to be content? Contentment is so wonderful. And contentment happens when we trust God's word. I've trusted Christ as my Savior I've not just trusted Christ on December the 20th, 1970. I'm trusting Christ right now. Despite what's going on in this world, what's going on in Washington, what's going on in our communities with drugs abounding. I mean, boy, we could get on a negative and really just preach the rest of the sermon. But I'm trusting Christ. That brings me contentment. I don't need the world. I don't need the things of this world to be happy. I don't keep up with the Hollywood scene, and I don't keep up with the Nashville scene. Amen. I don't need this world. I don't know anything about the current trends. I don't know anything about the current fashions. Matter of fact, my tie's probably out of style by now. I don't even know. My wife didn't like it this morning. I wore it anyway, praise God. 
You say, you, you mean, preacher, you're not up on what's going on in, in, in the movies, and, the, and you're not up on what's going on in the concert scene? No, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm content. I don't need it. Amen. I'm saying that with a smile. Y'all are frowning at me. I don't know. It's not because I'm backwards. It's not because I'm old-fashioned. It's just because I'm content. I'm content with my life. Amen. I don't, I mean, I hear these names like Leonard DiCaprio. I don't know who that is. I, I hear, I mean, I hear people talk. Some of y'all don't know who that is either, do you? <laughs> I hear names like J-Lo or you could show me a picture of who J-Lo is and I'd say, who's that? I don't know. I mean, I'm not up with that kind of stuff. Does that make me backwards? No, you know what? It makes me content. I don't need this world. Now, if you asked me who James Arness was, I'd say he was Matt Dillon. Because <laughs> I watch Gunsmoke, eh, man? Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you ask me who Flat and Scruggs are, I know them too. But listen, what are you saying, preacher? I'm content because I don't need to impress anybody. Let that sink in. Don't live your life trying to impress somebody else. Let me say that again. Don't live your life. Worrying about what somebody else is going to think or somebody else is going to say or fitting into society. Live your life trusting Jesus Christ. I don't need anybody's approval. I don't need anybody's admiration. My life is fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Man, that makes me happy. I'm telling you. I possess this morning. I'm I'm not saying this. I'm, I'm serious. I possess this morning a wonderful feeling of well-being and comfort. And you know why? Simply because the Holy Spirit has comforted me in my trust of Jesus Christ. I'm trusting in his cross. I'm trusting in his wisdom. I'm trusting in his word. I'm trusting in his salvation. I'm trusting completely in him. And I am content. Praise God. You know what? You can't do anything with a person who's content. You can't bribe them. You can't coerce them. You can't put social pressure on them. You can't put peer pressure on them. You know why? They know who they are. They have this wonderful feeling of self-being, and they don't need anything else. Amen. Let me tell you something. I don't need anything but Jesus. Praise God. Let me read you a quote. Don't know who made the quote, but this is not me. This is a quote, but I loved it, and I want you to get it. One who is content with what he has and who accepts the fact that he inevitably misses some things in life is far better off than one who has much but worries about what he may be missing. Let me read it again. One who is content with what he has and who accepts the fact that he inevitably misses some things in life is far better off than one who has much more but worries about all that he may be missing. Wow. 
With every step of my Christian life, I want to trust the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to trust the event that happened in my life. And so I come to the conclusion, salvation is not a process, but it is an event. And once I receive Christ, I begin. Now watch this. Once I receive the Lord Jesus, that is an event. But guess what? The Christian life is a process. So I have an event in my life where I get saved, but then I begin a process of walking with God. And we're all in that process. So I trusted, I trusted Christ. I'm trusting Christ now, but now I got to be obedient to his word. Trust and obey. Then he says this, and I got to hurry here. He says, so walk in him. So walk in him. That means I need to be obedient. I can't just trust. I can't just have faith. I have to couple that with obedience. Amen. What is the Holy Spirit telling you to do? What is the Holy Spirit dealing with you about? And I've had people just like the young man who the song was based on. People say, you know, I know the Lord's dealing with me about something. I just don't know what it is. So Samuel said this in 1 Samuel 15. Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great a delight in burnt offering and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken is better than the fat of rams. If I believe the word of God, and I believe, and I do believe Samuel knew what he's talking about, our Lord is more interested in obedience than he is sacrifice. Samuel is saying, you're bringing your sacrifice to worship God, but you're not living it. What good is this sacrifice if you're not trying to live a holy, godly life? And he says to be, to obey is better than sacrifice. Hey, I think of what they said about the Lord Jesus. They said when he calmed the storm, even the winds and seas obey him. If they can, then I need to. Amen. Then they said of him in Mark chapter 1, For with authority he commandeth, and even the unclean spirits, they do obey him. Well, listen, if an unclean spirit can obey him, maybe a clean one ought to sometimes. Amen. Yeah. So you now ought to be trusting the word of God, obeying the will of God. As we receive Christ, we begin to walk. That's a process, and we take it slow at first. Walking is always a process. You talk, you crawl, then you walk. You take uncomfortable steps. You hold on to things. I watched our kids as they learned to walk, and the next thing you know, you know, they're comfortable on their feet. So is the Christian life. But the problem I'm seeing with a lot of people is that they've been a Christian for X amount of years and they're not comfortable on their feet. They're still wobbly in their Christian life. They're not confident. They're not trusting. They're not obedient. So walking is the process. And listen, the more you walk, the easier it gets, right? The more you walk the Christian life, the easier it gets. Let me ask you a question. Do me a favor. Ask you last Sunday. I said, last Sunday, you trust Christ. You completely trust everything to him. Watch yourself have a good day. Now, here's what I want to challenge you today. Be obedient to God and watch him make it comfortable for you to walk with him. I'm comfortable walking with God. It doesn't, my faith doesn't bother me. If I can share my faith wherever I go, I'll do that. Amen. So take a step of obedience. 
I see so many people who seem to be sick of their defeated Christian life. And the problem is, they're not being obedient. The Lord says, do this, they don't do it. The Lord says, witness to somebody, they're uncomfortable doing that. They're wobbly on their spiritual legs. The Lord says, be, uh, give out a track or invite somebody to church. And the next thing you know, they're like a child. They're wobbling and wanting to grab on to something. Hey, God help us to be strong in faith and, and tell others about Christ. Amen. I mean, you can always say, here's the way I like to do it. And, you know, there, there are ways to witness to people. And the worst way to witness to people is say, are you saved? Bless God, you're going to hell if you ain't saved. Uh, you ain't never going to win nobody to Jesus like that. But if you'll say something like, can I share my faith with you? You took the focus off of them, and you put the focus on you. Can I share with you what I believe about the Bible, what Christ has done in my life? Amen. And you know what I do? I begin to walk a little bit. And my legs, my spiritual legs don't feel as wobbly. And I get to lead this person to Christ. And then I get to feel a little comfortable teaching Sunday school or singing in the choir. And, and then the next thing you know, I'm pretty stout on my Christian feet, you know. And I'm winning people to Jesus and inviting them to church and praise God, preaching revivals. That's how it works. The Christian life is a process. And sometimes we say this, not going to hurry. We say, oh, I'll just try harder. Well, trying harder doesn't work because Jesus said, without me, ye can do nothing. So we depend on him. When I received Jesus Christ, here's what it amounted to. I depended on him to save me and keep me out of hell. And he did just that. He saved me. Well, listen, if he has the power to save me and keep me out of hell, then he has the power to lead my steps today. He has the power to give me the words to say to one of my Christian friends or, or the, one of my lost friends or a co-worker who needs a word of encouragement or someone who needs the gospel message. If he's powerful enough to keep me out of hell, he's powerful enough to guide me on day-to-day simple things. Praise God. <laughs> So in those steps of obedience, he blesses us. Now, I gotta, I'm going to close the message here, and I really, this is where I really wanted to preach. Then I'm not going to extend. If trust and obey, if trust brings contentment, then obedience brings happiness. Obedience brings, you want to be happy? Just be obedient. Paul said this, that I may come to you with joy by the will of God and with you be refreshed. Let me tell you something. The will of God, obedience to the will of God brings happiness. Not sadness. Somehow we don't, as human beings, and the devil's behind this too, somehow we don't interrelate happiness with obedience. Obedience seems like rules. Obedience, whoa, ooh, uh, laws, oh, restrictions, law. Seems burdensome, cumbersome. And the devil says, well, you don't want that. That'd just be a big burden to you. Huh? 
That sounds restrictive. It sounds burdensome. But I'm reminded of what Isaiah preached. He preached this. In Isaiah 1, he said, If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. Praise God. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. He didn't say anything about restrictions and laws and burdensome and cumbersome. Let me tell you something. I like freedom. I like eating the good of the land. Amen. I went out there and cracked them old beehives open and just took me a bite of honeycomb right out of them. Amen. That's the, I tell you, that's the good of the land. Obedience brings that. The Bible says, For ye have need of patience after that ye have done the will of God, that ye might receive the promise. So not only am I happy in trusting Jesus Christ, I am or content in trusting Christ, I am happy in being obedient to his will. You need happiness and contentment, you'll find it in Jesus Christ. I'll close with this. Hebrews 12, 2 says this. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is now set down at the right hand of the throne of God. The joy that was set before him, he did the will of God. Let me ask you a question. He sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. What do you, what do you think is in, in the, at the throne of God right now? What do you think they're experiencing at the throne of God? You think it's sadness? You think it's restrictive? <laughs> no, I'm going to tell you something. Right now at the throne of God, Jesus Christ is content right where he's supposed to be. At the Father's right hand. There's happiness. There's joy. There's satisfaction. I'm going to tell you something. Folks, you can experience that every day, but it's found in two things. Trust and obey. I wonder this morning, if there be one here in this building, you've never trusted Christ. You've never, by faith, you've never been to the cross. You've never fully trusted your soul to him. Oh, listen, you, you come to church every once in a while and you attempt at living good here and there. <coughs> Excuse me. But you've never really been saved. I wonder if there'd be one here this morning that'd just be honest. And I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. Just slip out of your seat and come forward. I'm asking you to slip out right now. And trust Christ as your Savior. Trust His cross. Trust His blood. Trust Him to forgive you and love you and place His Spirit within you. <laughs> Step out right now. We're going to sing that song in just a minute. Would you do that? And then for you, Christian, why don't you walk with Him? I challenge you this week, this week, one week. Walk with Jesus every day and see if you don't eat the good of the land. Amen. Now, I'm not saying you won't have problems, but I promise you your problems will look mighty dim in the face of Christ.